0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production, now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. With currently no NBA,
1: NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on, or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. All open 24 hours a day and all online including a $750,000 poker chip. If you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even your wedding. Visit the website or use your mobile device and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at BetOnline to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use that promo code PODCAST1 for your 100% sign-up post. Visit betonline.ag and
2: don't forget the promo code PODCAST1 for your 100% sign-up post. BetOnline, your online sportsbook. Expert. Broadcasting from the Mercedes-Benz, this is Dan Patrick. Hour 2 on this Wednesday. Hope you're safe and <laughs> being smart. Dan and the Dan. that's Dan Patrick Show. We're safe. I don't know if we're being smart with our sports takes, but uh, Fritzy's at home, McLovin's at home, Seton's at home, and Paulie and I are here in the man cave with just a couple of people. We actually reduced the staff being in the man cave here, and the Danettes uh, went home, and the guys in the back did a great job in setting up their systems there. Fritzy gave us a little bit of a tour of his office there. Seton is cooking something on his Traeger grill this morning. Uh, Did you start that, Seton? Uh,
3: I'm trying to time it out. I'm going to start at this hour. Okay. All right. What are you making? It's a
2: big surprise. Oh, okay. It's going to be revealed next hour on The Dan Patrick Show. Okay. But we won't get any. So you, I mean, it's not really that big a surprise. If we were getting it, then it'd be a big surprise.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just really for uh, me and my family. Yeah.
2: Uh, Sorry,
4: fellas. McLovin, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I actually made my super antioxidant smoothie at the break. Oh. Avocados, blueberries. Everyone's saying blueberries are really good for you right right out because it boosts your immunity system.
5: Okay. Yeah, Paul. I'm a huge blueberry guy, but I eat them like a, a blueberry hot fudge, like a, a sundae with blueberry sauce on <laughs> it. Or like that's, a that's big saying. slice of blueberry pie with a huge pile of ice cream on top. So I, I've been a blueberry guy for years. Yeah, I don't think I that's have no
2: oxidants in me. What they mean by that? Had a good conversation with Bruce Arians, the Buccaneers head coach. And I, I don't think he was lying to me when I said, you know, when's the first time you talked to Tom Brady? And he said it was a week ago tonight, 630. I, mean, I would have thought it was before that because back in February, he said that uh, the Buccaneers had a plan quarterback. And if you didn't talk to Tom Brady, did you know that you were going to get an opportunity to bring in Brady? Teddy Bridgewater was the backup. So maybe the plan was we're going to go after Brady because they made no secret of that fact at the combine. They were interested in Tom Brady. Teddy Bridgewater was their fallback plan because that's what they were looking for. If Teddy, if Tom didn't go to Tampa, Teddy was going to go to Tampa. And even Chicago was waiting to find out about Teddy Bridgewater as well, from what I'm told. And then Teddy, of course, went to Carolina. But I found it interesting that here's this conversation conference call with Brady and Bruce Arians. I don't know who else was on the call. And that's when Tom decided that he was going to go to Tampa. And then that's when he went over to Robert Kraft's house that night and said, I'm leaving. And then same night, he calls Bill Belichick. So he knew where he was going. Contrary to popular reporting, he knew where he was going before he went to Robert Kraft's house. Which I know maybe it doesn't mean anything, but it does for me with the timeline of trying to piece all of this together. Because you're trying to sort through fact and fiction with all of this. But uh, Tom Brady. By the way, we got Buccaneer T-shirts. Go to DanPatrick.com. Just got them. Got some great stuff there, and we got some old stuff there uh, at a discount spring cleaning. Yes, Seaton. Taking a page out of Fritzy's playbook here. I
3: was just looking at the Buccaneers' depth chart, uh, especially when we're thinking about places to stay for the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. Todd, get a load of this. They have a left tackle, Brad Seaton. No. Yes, and then they have a defensive end named Patrick O'Connor. Get out of here. Todd, can you believe that?
2: That's fabulous. Wait, is that true? Yeah. Oh, then you're yeah. going to you're going to get a buccaneer jersey as well. Heck yeah. There's not a lot of O'Connors
3: that are uh, professional <laughs> no, athletes. No. Especially Patrick O'Connor, <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. I love Excellent.
2: it. I love that. Anthony Grant the Dayton head coach will join us coming up in a little bit. Katie Ladecki is going to have her Summer Olympics uh, postponed for another year. We'll talk to the uh, great swimmer and get her thoughts on this decision to cancel or postpone the Olympics. The Office, the great show, debuted 15 years ago this week. We'll talk to Brian Baumgartner. He played Kevin on The Office. We'll uh, talk to him coming up next hour. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning to our radio partners and, of course, youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show. McLovin, poll question for the first hour. Does it stay alive for the second hour?
4: No. So the first hour was, should the Jaguars sign Cam Newton 50-50? Okay. I don't know what that means. I'm putting up right now, should the Chargers sign Cam Newton? Mm. And I'll bet you it's 50-50 as well.
2: It still feels like this is a Belichick's going to get him. As soon as Cam gets released, it was like, yeah, Belichick's going oh, to get Cam Newton. You could just hear, like, This outcry from NFL fans, non-Patriot fans saying, figures, Tom leaves and they get Cam Newton. This isn't Cam Newton from four years ago, three years ago. You're not quite sure what you get. And I feel like wherever he is going, he's going to be a backup quarterback. And the same with Jameis Winston. What about Andy Dalton? Who, to me, Andy Dalton is as capable as Phillip Rivers is, and I just don't get the Philip Rivers one-year deal. If you said it's two years, okay, fine. Now, if you said you can have Tom Brady for two, or Philip Rivers for one, and i have told the Colts were not interested in Tom Brady, but maybe so. But the fascination with Philip Rivers, I, I find it fascinating. I do. All right, uh, the NFL draft is still, you know, going to proceed. Uh, You know, they're going to stay with their schedule. This is a TV show. They plan to put on a TV show. Andrew Brandt, who covers the NFL, former front office guy, as with free agency tweets, NFL seems determined to power through the draft on scheduled dates despite pushback from decision makers, that being general managers, without an event to stage. Draft timing seems flexible. Why not push the date? I asked Bruce Arians about that. Does this hamper your ability you know, to uh, look at these uh, possible uh, first-round, second-round, third-round picks? And uh, he said, no, absolutely not. And then I got a text from a source who said, the better scouting departments could draft tomorrow if they had to. The fall grades are the most important. It's all the postseason stuff, all-star games, combine, coaches going out, individual interviews. They cloud the process. When Cleveland moved to Baltimore, they were in chaos. They never brought in their two number one picks that year. Jonathan Ogden and Ray Lewis, Hall of Famers. They got the combine. They got the medical testing. And they got plenty of info. Watch game footage. This is where the area where scouts are critical. They know the players better. So any excuse that you can't do your job, according to my sources, because your scouting department is not up to par with other teams. But uh, the NFL plans to, to go full speed ahead with this, and this will be a fascinating draft. This will go back to when they were just using the phones. You know, they had the helmet phones, and, you know, you're not going to have players there. And I was I was there when they had the helmet phones, and I was one of, one of those helmet phones. Like my wife said, my girlfriend at the time, she goes, we're not going to have that as our house phone because, you know, we had no cell phones back then. You're like, yeah, that'd be cool to, like, pick up a Cincinnati Bengal helmet there. Wouldn't that be great? Hello? And she said, no, that's that's not going to happen. And then when Sports Illustrator used to give you one of those helmets, if you, if you ordered now, you know, Time Life will send you uh, this helmet phone. And I'm like, yes. I already had a subscription to Sports Illustrator. I just wanted the helmet phone. Yeah, probably.
5: A bunch of years ago, we covered the draft for uh, ESPN Radio, and Kirk Herbstreit was one of the talent on the set, and I was the producer. And we were right there in the pit where all the teams are with their helmets, and they're sending up the cards with the picks. And we're watching the teams that were right by us. There's a handful of teams that were right physically next to us. You could re- almost reach out and touch them. And I was looking, I was peeking at their cards before they sent them to the commissioner, which I know you're not supposed to do, but Ooh. I was like, all right, this is kind of fun. So I go to Kirk Herbstreit and told him. And so they're doing the draft coverage and all of a sudden Trey Wing goes, Herbie, what do you think the Dolphins are gonna do? He goes, You know what? I like that Chris Chambers kid, that wide receiver out of Wisconsin, he's a speedster. He fit well down in Miami. With the next pick, Chris Chambers. And like, look at Herbie and he did it about three times in a row.
2: Yeah. It used to be back in the day, I think some people on the mothership got information before the actual pick went in. Insider info. Yes, absolutely. Because you'd you'd get one of those you know what I'm thinking I'm thinking (laughs) a birdie told me. Yeah. And when I did the NBA draft for the mothership, all I wanted was, and we had somebody who was right beneath me where I'm, I'm I'm sitting in the chair on her stage and he's lower than me. And all he's doing is he finds out the pick and then he writes it down just to give me the information because I'm not going to be announcing anything. All it'll be is, and uh, you know, with the ninth pick, you know the Denver Nuggets take uh, Nicholas Skidishveeli, and then the announcement is made by the commissioner. And I I'll, I go to Jay Billis all the time. I say, Jay, what do you make think of the pick? That was it. But I wanted to make sure I had a, at least two or three bullet points there. Then then I could tee up Stephen A. Smith was on there, and you're just teeing up your your analyst there to give you some good information. I didn't want to go. You know, I'm thinking maybe the Suns are going to go point guard here. I never did that because that's not the position that I was in. I wasn't an analyst. I was just a host. Yeah, Paul.
5: When you would do the draft, before the show, did you go through each European name or any names oh, that were complicated, yeah. like Valachunas? Would you have a, a, a person, a producer, or would you have like a, a specialist who knew how the name pronunciation was?
2: Well, Fran Frischilla, who knows more about European basketball than anybody I've ever been around, he would be the one. He would always say, hey, it's pronounced this way. It's spelled this way. It's pronounced this way it's like Sefilosha, Tabo sebalosha Cephalosia, Tavo Cephalosia. you're like uh oh, was he from
5: budapest
2: i don't know if he, he was <laughs> did you know isn't it one side is buddha and the other side is Pest and it's separated by a river is that does what? that sound right let me go to mclovin the ivy league uh, grad did you I have no idea I, i've never been but that's crazy that's i haven't true. been I to budapest um uh, but I, I thought one side was Buddha and the other side was Pesht. It's kind of like uh, Kansas City. One side's
3: Kansas, the other side's city, and they're in different. No, that's not true. <laughs>
2: I, I was like, Stephen's got something. Yeah,
3: I
4: was I was willing to believe you. Because uh, they're in different states. Yeah,
5: yeah. Pesht is a disaster. Crash. You don't want to
2: live on that side. Yeah. Uh, yes, McLevin.
4: How did you handle Barcelona during the Olympics? I, it
2: was Barcelona, not Barcelona. <laughs> I couldn't. Okay, my son, Barcelona. as you guys know, know-it-all world traveler. <laughs> And he came. He's been to all of these places. So he came back, and we were talking, and he was describing his uh, trip. And he was said, "Yeah, you know, and the one thing I liked about Barcelona." And my my daughter, my oldest daughter, goes, "You got a speech impediment? What's wrong with you?" And he goes, "No, it's called Barcelona." She goes, "No, it's Barcelona to us." No, you're like Barcelona. And then she goes, "How do you pronounce this word?" And he says, "Budapest." And she goes. Wait, it's it's, Buddha, it's Budapest, and so whenever we whenever somebody brings up Bartholona or Budapest, we over-enunciate just to annoy. Them. Budapest. Did you guys check to see if Buddha and Pest? Am I just making this up? You're you're right here. Yeah. I'm gonna. That's a walk off. I'll see you guys later.
5: Travel magazine. Buddha versus Pest. Which side of the river pest, are you on? Pest. Or pest. My oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Todd is
2: a pest. The but Danube River? See, that's <laughs> not necessary.
5: <laughs> Danube. Oh. The Danube River, the Pride of Hungary, Budapest. Uh, which side of the okay. thing are you on? The Buda Hills or Pest's flat terrain. Okay. There you go. Road trip. Somebody learned something today. that That's what
2: they learned today.
5: Buda, definitely the classier, more residential side of the city. Buda is known for being a bit quieter and the place you go for leisurely sightseeing. Pest is where all the <laughs> action happens. touristy hangout, nightlife. You're going to kick it in Pest.
2: Uh, All right. I got some Meat Friday songs to play for you. We have the Carolina region. By the way, 90,000 of you voted first two days. That's great. A lot of fun there. Uh, Let's see. Carolina region. Number one seed is Brandon in Ohio. He's opposite uh, the number eight seed, Brian, in California. Here's Brandon with his tribute to Biggie Small.
6: Yeah. This Meat Friday is dedicated to all the backroom guys who've been told they would never amount to nothing. And to all the people listening to the podcast wishing they could be a Milford so they could just have some brisket to feed their stomachs. And to all the truck owners the struggle, you know what I'm saying? Hot. A five, ten, a buck, eight, eh? Uh, it was all a dream. I used to eat broccoli and salad greens. Salt and pepper, this rib steak for some good cuisine. Making sure the is on because every Friday, a cut bacon wrapped for layman yawn So keep the grill shut till it heats up. Smoking brats and hot dogs, sipping on some wolf pups. Way back, pretty had the bison tries, arms jacked, and the lats to match. Remember Barkley's hat or Sands bra? You never thought McLovin would make it this far. Paulie's in the limelight, keeps the show tight, but cannot resist gushing over oh, sweetness. We Smoker, A mountaineer and a joker. Seat with glass is the best part of the show. Piece of DP to a D7C's. The big German kid, Mario with red G. The hanging out in the Milford hood. Man, cake grilling with pellets of wood. It's all good. Suck it back, bro. Now you know, you know.
2: That's good, man. That might be a number one overall seed. That's wow. Brandon in Ohio. Here's Brian in California. His tribute to Kiss.
6: Show. I want to eat some on Friday. Go on and suck it back want to eat some that's, good. Meat that's, a,
2: that's a number eight seed.
6: That's,
2: that's how good the competition is. <laughs> <laughs> Brian in California, Brandon in Ohio. We'll have more from the Carolina region coming up. Man, these songs are so good. How did we even start with this? Yeah, Seaton.
3: We got a couple of early storylines developing here in the tournament. Um, right now, you've got an eight over a one seed. That uh, you've got Brandon in Florida over Jake in Delaware. That's uh, that Broken Wings over Post Malone. Okay. That's, uh That would be a hell of an upset. You've also got a tie between a three and a six seed. Right now, or it's a virtual tie. That's uh, Sarah and Jason doing the Creed song over Glenn,
2: who did the Louis Armstrong. I see
1: wings.
2: <laughs> you can vote on danpatrick.com. Two weeks for the opening round. I want to get everybody an opportunity to get some airtime and for everybody to vote on that. But uh, vote early and often at danpatrick.com. We'll check in with the head coach of the Dayton Flyers and what could have been for Anthony Grant. Is Ob Top and the best player in the country? Brian Baumgartner, the uh, actor who played Kevin from The Office, will join us coming up next hour. Katie Ledecky on uh, her Olympic dreams dashed, or at least postponed. We'll talk to her coming up as well. Uh, the Clippers owner, Steve Ballmer, buys the L.A. Forum for $400 million. Man, if I'm a taxpayer, I love when these owners actually buy a stadium instead of we got to help finance these things. There's certain billionaires who... They're not as rich as other billionaires. He's a high-end billionaire. I'd love to know what that, you know, do you just write a check for $400 million? Do you direct deposit that? Plus, you're going to be in that Englewood neighborhood with, uh, you know, the no, new stadium there, that whole area. I think it's a smart decision. And I remember but uh, two years ago where I was told, you know, the Clippers want to have their own identity, And, you know, Steve wants to buy another place. He doesn't want to be the other team in Staples. And this was a great opportunity there for uh, the famed L.A. Forum. All right, we'll take a break here. Phone calls coming up. And uh, we'll talk to Anthony Grant, the head coach of the Dayton Flyers. It's 19 after the hour. Glad you're part of the program. Hope you're safe here on the Dan Patrick Show.
7: Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. GEICO.com.
4: Out of
0: Licks and all, our mission is simple improve the quality of people's lives through the power of cannabinoids like CBD. Yes, it is a tall order, but we have the knowledge and experience to deliver. We embarked on this journey decades ago, and for the past five years, we've focused our efforts on the science, research, and development of world-class CBD products. Every day, more athletes are adopting CBD as part of their pre- and post-workout routines. That's why Elixinol, the number one most recommended brand of CBD, created their new sports gel. A custom blend of USA-grown broad-spectrum CBD, arnica, capsaicin, and complementary essential oils that's the perfect post-workout refresher. With no detectable amount of THC, broad-spectrum CBD provides the benefits of the whole hemp plant without the risk of THC. All of these powerhouse ingredients are formulated in a unique gel format that absorbs quickly, leaving no greasy residue. Get back what the day takes out with CBD sports gel from Elixinol. Want to try sports gel for yourself? Head over to elixinol.com, that's E-L-I-X-I-N-O-L.com, and use the code PATRICK20 at checkout to receive 20% off sports gel today. Elixinol CBD. It's kind of amazing.
2: Check in with the Dayton Flyers head coach. Named coach of the year, Anthony Grant. got player of the year and OB Toppin. What could have been for the Flyers? Some more details on Steve Ballmer buying the L.A. Forum. That was owned by Madison Square Garden. How strange is that that they own the Forum, the fabulous Forum? He paid four hundred million dollars in cash for the LA Forum. Ballmer purchased the Clippers back in 2014 for then a record two billion dollars. He's 19th on the Forbes World Billionaires list. 19th will get you 41 billion dollars. Gets you 19th on the uh, the list there of richest people in the world, that uh, they're talking about they're going to be um, a privately financed building, 18,000-seat arena, expected to open in 2024, and uh, could cost a billion dollars. Uh, what else do they say in here? I think that they're uh, hoping to bring about quite a bit of money in the community, uh, like a $100 million dollars. Uh, Let me see if I get those exact numbers. Here it is. According to NBA.com, the area is projected to generate $100 million in new tax revenue that will be used to improve local parks, libraries, police, and fire services. And uh, the team is committed to a $100 million community benefits package as well, investing in after-school programs, services for seniors, libraries, and housing. All right, so Clipper's going to have a new home in 2024. Anthony Grant's home is the University of Dayton. They went 29-2. and two. They would have been a number one seed, and who knows what could have been. Coach, first of all, congratulations. Um, how do you feel today?
1: Dan, yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm doing well, man. I, I appreciate uh, your kind words, and uh, obviously we're all going through, you know, uh, unprecedented time with, with everything going on in our country, but for the most part, my family and I are doing well.
2: Can you get over this as far as the season and not being able to play in the tournament? Can you move on from it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Dan, I think the thing for me, obviously, you're disappointed for the players, for your staff, for uh, obviously Flyer Nation, but the big picture uh, of people's health and safety and, you know, we can see what's going on across the country right now when you take that into account. Uh, Yeah, I'm grateful for what we were able to accomplish and I'm also grateful that uh, the decision makers saw fit that the health and safety of the general public was more important uh, than proceeding with the tournament and I respect that and and so we choose to be grateful for what we did get a chance to do over the course of 31 games
2: if if the tournament was played how do you think you guys would who, who was your biggest competition you know i I'm, I'm not one
1: that I look ahead you know so obviously, the only team that that we played, uh, you know, that that was probably a, a lock. with two teams: Colorado and Kansas. You know, we felt like we fared well, and we felt like we had a chance. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see a whole lot of other people in our conference. You know, obviously Richmond, Rhode Island. Uh, there were there were several teams I thought that were worthy to get in the tournament, but. It's hard for me to compare other teams across the country because I just, you know, I kind of lock into us, and I don't really pay attention to, to what's going on outside of scores.
2: How was that uh, conversation you had with your kids when you told them that there was no tournament?
1: It was difficult. You know, we we uh, were in Brooklyn for our tournament for the A10 tournament, and and uh, we were scheduled to play the winner of VCU uh, in UMass, and uh, I was headed to to watch that game when the news came out that our tournament was canceled. So. I had to to quickly get the team together back in our hotel and and break the news to them, and it was difficult, especially when you had to look in the eyes of you know Trey Landers and Ryan Mikes our two seniors, knowing that you know this was this was uh, their last opportunity to to compete for an eight ten tournament championship and what they had meant, and you know we we also realized that the dominoes could fall and impact the the NCAA tournament, so we were hopeful that. Maybe that there would be a postponement rather than a cancellation, and then once we once we got on the the plane to head back to Dayton uh, later that afternoon, the word came out uh, that the NCAA tournament had been canceled. So it was kind of a you know surreal moment. It was very quiet plane ride right back and trying to gather my thoughts and I met with the team after and a lot of emotion, you know, because they realized that was it, you know, that they wouldn't get a chance to play with each other anymore and you know that's difficult when it's not in your control. You know you can you can probably deal with you know a loss had, had you had a chance to go out there and compete. And on a given night, a team had been just better than you on that given night. Uh, but to, to not get a chance to compete and have it in that way, uh, you know that that's really difficult. But we got a group of guys that you know they they uh, they really supported each other all year and continue to support each other. I think as we kind of go through. You know, what the rest of the country is dealing with and when we're all dealing with, uh, you know, with uh, uh, the COVID-19 that, that's, uh, that's still currently going on, I think you realize in the big picture of things uh, what happened had to be done.
2: He's Anthony Grant. He's the head coach of the Dayton Flyers. So you were on the Flyers team that went to the Elite Eight?
1: Yeah, yeah, 85, Roosevelt Chapman, Cedric Tony, Damon Goodwin, Ed Young, that crew. Yeah, I was uh, a freshman on that on that crew uh, in '85. Roosevelt Chapman.
2: I try to explain to people about Roosevelt Chapman, who was I guess six four, but yeah. I saw him go against Randy Brewer, who was seven three, and either yeah, yeah, and and Roosevelt Chapman was one of those guys that he couldn't shoot, but he could score against anybody. Yeah, yeah. you know, it feels like that. You know, every 10 years or so, Dayton has one of those teams that people go, boy, Dayton, man, they made it to the Elite Eight or the you know, Sweet 16 or whatever it is. And I remember that was a pretty magical run that you guys had. And uh, Roosevelt yeah. Chapman was a pretty impressive guy. Yeah, he was the darling of the
1: nSA tournament that year. You know, we uh, we had some incredible wins, LSU, uh, Washington, Oklahoma with Layman Tisdale. Uh, and then obviously uh, lost to uh, Georgetown in the – in the Elite Eight game, uh, and they went on and won the national championship that year. But, you know, Roosevelt, what he did over the course of uh, the, the run of the State tournament, I think, was as good as any anybody's run that I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, it was pretty special. And you, you also were an assistant coach with the Thunder with Billy Donovan. And so you got Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook who were – do you remember the? Was there drama though? How much drama was there when uh, you know KD decided that he was going to leave?
1: You know, there was really no drama, you know, on on inside the building. Really? You know, obviously we we uh, you know made it to the Western Conference Finals, and uh, you know uh, Golden State uh, ended up beating us uh, in a seventh game. And at the end of the year, you know, there was there was really you know. A wait-and-see approach to what Kevin's decision was going to be, and I think everybody in the building respected the fact that he'd earned that right to make a decision about what he felt was best for his future. So once he made that decision, you know, we uh, uh, just kind of put our trust in in the front office to, to move forward, and, and I, I think they did a great job
2: Durant or Westbrook?
1: Well, they're both great players, you know. So, so I, I, I think you, you know, you talk about their, their, uh, their talents and their just their, their ability to make everybody around them better. You know, I, I, I enjoyed, you know, being around both of them.
2: Handicap uh, Ob Toppin. Do you think uh, is there a better player in college basketball than Ob?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Again, you know, I haven't seen everybody. So there's a lot of. In the country, you know, and, and uh, obviously what Obi did, but what the rest of our guys did over the course of the season, just in terms of their buy-in, their willingness to support each other, sacrifice for each other. And, uh, you know, Obi really separated himself from the beginning of the season all the way through, and I thought his consistency, his ability to stay focused when uh, a lot of outside voices started realizing how good he was, he was able to remain humble and, and to keep his team uh, in the forefront of what we were trying to do, and, and I think it worked out great for everybody.
2: Yeah, pretty special season for him. And do you think, you know, last question here. Really, it's not a question. I mean, really, I think it's obvious. But uh, the chances of getting my jersey in the rafters at the UD Arena.
1: Yeah, you know, we had a meeting uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, Neil Sullivan and I, we talked about that. And yeah. and uh, I think the uh, the consensus is probably
2: not going to happen then. Okay. Uh, you can name the court after me. I mean, there's a lot of other things there, Coach. Uh,
1: there's, a parking, there's a parking spot with uh, that's got an available space. That'd be nice. Uh, parking spot, would you would you be okay with that? How
2: about I sponsor the three-point line?
1: So how would that work? Would your name be on the yeah. three-point
2: line? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I didn't go inside that. Now, if you want to – how about this? How about the Dan Patrick bench area? Because I never left the bench. So could you do that? That that we can talk about. How about a chair? We, 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 Coach, we you can you just talk about that somebody sits in the Dan Patrick chair on the bench. So is that is that the guy that turns it over three times in no, a row? No, no, he doesn't even get game. in. He doesn't even get in. He's great I mean, in warm ups. He's okay. great in warm ups. I used to keep track of my points in warm ups. <laughs> That's sad, coach. Yeah, you got some great ideas. All right, all right, we'll work on them. All right, thank you, coach. Know that you are
1: one of the greatest flyers
2: of all time. Thank you, coach. Thank you, and congratulations on a great year. uh, Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Anthony Grant, Dayton Flyers head coach. He had been at Alabama and then got fired, but you know these coaches—they bounce around. I think he was at VCU. He was with Oklahoma City Thunder, and then Archie Miller leaves to go to Indiana, and then Anthony Grant gets the job. Remember when we had Coach K on and he was talking about Anthony Grant say, hey, he's done an unbelievable – before the tournament was canceled, about how great they had uh, they had done. But 29-2, and two, they would have been a number one seed. And uh, what could have been? But what could have been for a couple other schools as well? Because I think you had Kansas as probably the number one overall seed, and then you had a bunch of other schools that sort of – maybe seven, eight teams. And before, you know, people got – You know, I got criticized when I said there aren't that many teams that could have won the title because you have to win six games. You can win one or two games. You have to still be a really good team, maybe a great team, to win six consecutive games. And while you can say, hey, Creighton could have won it or Florida State could, yeah, absolutely. How many could win six games in in a row on the road? That's the difference. And that's why I said it comes down to maybe – Five or six teams could have won it. It was wide open, but it was wide open from the standpoint of the first couple of rounds. Maybe the uh, Sweet 16 or the Elite 8. You have to be a damn good team to win five in a row, four in a row. And if you win six in a row, you win the national title. Yeah, Paul.
5: And in the state of college basketball now, 20 years ago, I'm sorry, 30 years ago, Dayton could not have won the national title. They would not have beat a higher-end team loaded with seniors like a North Carolina-Indiana. But now... Duke doesn't have any seniors. Kentucky doesn't have any seniors. Kansas has a, maybe a senior or two. There's more of a chance of a, 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 not a second-tier program, but a middle-of-the-road program jumping up and do this. I, in all seriousness, you got to be a little bummed, because I know you don't root like you used to, but to have your Dayton Flyers in that mix, and that must have been nuts to think about.
2: I, it didn't bother me uh, from the standpoint of, hey, I didn't get to brag about Dayton. It bothered me that they had – it's such a great basketball community. I, I can't stress that enough of how much they love that basketball team. It's a great arena too, and to have they've had this pocket, these pockets of you know Roosevelt Chapman. We called him Velvet. He was unbelievable. Like you just Jim Paxton was unbelievable. Every like seven, eight, nine years, Dayton has one of these teams where you go, they're gonna they're gonna be a spoiler. They're gonna do some damage here, and this was the year twenty nine and two. But they didn't surprise anybody. They didn't sneak up on anybody. That was just they were there, and they probably had the best college player in Ob Toppin. And uh, you know, you look back. I would, I'd still hold a celebration. You know, if Kansas wants to hold a celebration, hold a celebration. Who cares? I have no problem. Hold a parade, for all I care. Celebrate it. You, you have reason to celebrate. You have reason to be disappointed. Yes, but celebrate it when you eventually get around to it. And I will go to the parade. If they have – I would like to have my own float, though. I'd like to have my own float, and if I could be surrounded by the uh, Dayton Flyer cheerleaders, that would be uh, nice as well.
7: Yes, Todd? You could celebrate, but you can't call yourselves national champions or anything. I'm all for, hey, we had a great season. Let's have a party once people can congregate and get oh. back together. But Kansas or any team that didn't actually go through the six wins, you can't oh, like, declare
2: yourself don't camp. Don't be a fuddy-duddy.
7: That's so weak especially a team that recently has screwed up all our brackets like Kansas that always flirt with that they're going to go far, and then they bow out in the Sweet 16 every time.
2: Okay, but then you're talking about a whole different argument here, that you're mad at Kansas for screwing up your brackets. I am mad at Kansas, (laughs) but but you can't
7: walk around, you can't call yourself a champion if you didn't win the championship. We're not in those days anymore where they vote, okay, you were the best team, AP, UPI, or whatever. It's silly.
2: What shirt do you have on?
7: It's a Cal football video, it says.
2: Seems like a little snug.
7: It is a little snug. Okay, thanks. All right. Is it a good snug, like a medium snug, or a, you have no business wearing that size? I think you're taking a shot. It's a I, shot. It's just snug. Just why is it? I think it's a. I think it's an L, and it should be an XL, but we don't you know. Let me be. I don't know why you
5: have to get get that going. Where did Seaton go? Oh, he's out on the smoker. Oh, he's
2: he's cooking during the show. Oh,
5: well, he said during the interview, I'm going to go uh, oh. tend to my meat. Oh, okay.
2: All right. Well, I I just looked up. Yeah, McLovin.
4: Yeah, by the way, I'm uh, pulling out a lot of old DP show gear here. Uh, you know, I know I have that. Ca- I have the same California video. Do so <laughs> you want me to wear it tomorrow? Well. Yeah, you can do that.
7: my oh, The swag that people have sent to the show is all I have.
2: I was going to wear sweatpants this morning. And my, my wife goes, no. And I go, what? wait, what are you talking about? She goes, yeah, but you're still on TV. And I said, but I'm, uh, you know, we're kind of. We're sports quarantined here, you know. We're just casual, and it's okay. It's okay to be casual. And then she said, "I think you should." I said, "You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wear my corduroys that I wore the day before." And she goes, "That's better than wearing your warm-ups. warm-ups." I said, "Okay, fine. all right. We'll take a break. Phone calls coming up. We've got a busy final hour." Kevin from the Office, Brian Baumgartner, will join us. Fifteen years ago this week, I think. Fifteen years ago, yesterday is when the Office first aired. So we'll talk to Brian about that. Katie Ledecky, the uh, great Olympic swimmer on uh, the Olympics being postponed until 2021. Your phone calls, we'll get to those when we return here on The Dan Patrick Show.
7: Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today. That's geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today, geico.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcast1.com. Clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show.
2: Yesterday afternoon, I went up into the attic. And if you think I have a lot of junk here in the man cave, I have a ton of junk still left over. I have so many baseball, football, basketball, hockey, NASCAR trading cards. I have, from the 90s, mid-90s, I it feels like I have every card that came out unopened, and I found them in a huge container up there. I found a pair of Muhammad Ali boxing gloves that yet. were up there. Sit in the attic. Yeah. Because <laughs> my wife will say, you got to throw away this stuff. And I said, no, someday it's going to come in handy. Honey, where are my
5: priceless Muhammad Ali <laughs> autograph gloves? They're yeah. In the attic, baby.
2: I found an Andy Roddick tennis racket. And uh, that, that uh, I had up there, there's so m- I have autographed baseballs. I have an autographed baseball from Joe Carter and Mitch Williams. And Mitch, of course, gave up the home run to Joe Carter. And I got both of them to sign a baseball. There's there's also baseballs up there. I don't know who signed them. If I if I don't know your penmanship, if I don't know who you are because of your penmanship, then you got to improve your penmanship. Because there are some baseballs where I just went, I have no idea who this is. I got a Cal Ripken uh, autographed baseball. Yes, he
3: That's the crazy thing about you is that you can't tell who's writing it is, but it could be like Joe
2: DiMaggio's Like
3: <laughs> I don't even know what. You know what I mean? You're like, dang. I know.
2: <laughs> I know. I found a Seattle Supersonics basketball. And it's an NBA ball, but it's got Seattle Supersonics. You know, engraved in the basketball. So it's one of their basketballs that they use during the NBA Finals. And I, for some reason, kept that. Uh, Barry Sanders autographed football. And I went, look at this. Like, what? So I brought in a lot of that stuff. I found the police uniform that I wore in the longest yard with Adam Sandler when I arrested him. <laughs> I, I stole that. I was supposed to leave it for props and I, I took her wardrobe, but I was, I have so much stuff in there. So much stuff. Back in the the 90s, when I was at the mothership, I I kept everything that came my way. Even some things that weren't supposed to come my way. I got a Bo Jackson, like action figure poster. I found Space Jam trading cards when the movie came out. Good stuff. So I said yesterday to to my wife, I said, yeah, probably go back up to the attic again today. She says, you're putting in so much time. I just want to go up there and reminisce. I was sending the Danettes pictures of me like I when I was playing high school football as a quarterback and uh, me trying to block a shot of some guy at the rim. Like just stuff that's so random and I kept all that. Yes, Eden. Yeah, are you finding any
3: like personal memorabilia or any items like that? Obviously the newspaper clippings oh, yeah. you're sending to us. Yeah. Um, but are you finding anything uh, from your career?
2: Yeah, a lot of fun things in there. You know, and all I cared about was points. And I, you know, I would have like things I write down on how many points I had in a game. It's just you know, I'm such a gunner. I didn't care. Paulie's holding up a picture. Is that me playing football? Yeah, you're kind of like uh, <laughs> you're, you're about to get crushed. But you're, you, you got your legs planted, just slinging it. Oh no, it's I had a better arm than Philip Rivers back then. I will say that. But uh, no, I I just went through. I just I kept everything. Everything. And I'm trying to get rid of it. But even then, you know, I'll get rid of stuff, and then my wife will say, is that it? I'll go, oh, my God. She threw away my Eastern Kentucky basketball jersey. Ah. And I said to her, and she it took her two years to admit that she threw it away because she said, I didn't think anybody would want something that looked like that. I said, "Hun, do you realize how much sweat in warm-ups is in that uniform, babe? Yeah, Paul. You sent a picture where you look.
5: You and your friends look like you're in a Leonard Skinner tribute band. You're, you got your hair parted down the middle. Yeah,
2: you
5: tight, tight pants. pants. One of the Cassidy brothers. Tight pants, tight. cuff jeans, tight a vest. You guys look like you're playing. Uh, I don't know what you're. The no, that,
2: that's Ronnie Van Zandt's brother, Johnny Van Zandt.
3: But you're in that picture.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's me with the big hair. The guy who looks like I'm Gulliver. No. <laughs> yeah, that's me yeah come get some of that. You're like the third Cassidy brother from the 70s. Oh, I wish. yeah, but that's 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 uh Johnny Van Zant, the uh, brother of the lead singer of Leonard Skinner. Were they discussing you to replace someone in the band No I went to <laughs> see them. The Johnny Van Zant band was playing in Dayton and I went to see them and then the record rep is there and then he introduced me to Johnny and we got a picture there. I was kind of a big deal. I was a tall deal, but I was a big deal back then.
3: With that extra hair, too. You got to be 6'5". Oh,
2: man. Yeah. I mean, that's not a bad picture but for for back then.
5: Like now. Oh, you look like the lead singer of the band. You look like you're the one slaying. I'm not blowing smoke.
2: You look pretty good. I I mean, I could have been in Poison. Right? I think I could have been a hair band. I hate hair band music. Yes, McLevin. Was that a wooden backboard at your house? Yes. Yeah. I'm dunking Did on a wooden it? backboard. Yes. Yeah. I'm dunking on a wooden backboard there. Yes, Fritzi.
7: Any non-sports things other than that, like love letters, poems, songs you may have written, anything that wasn't just sports related? I,
2: I was like, wow. I, I found a letter. All the girls kept that because it was more meaningful to them. I broke their hearts. Uh, I remember getting a letter from Digger Phelps at Notre Dame saying, Uh, we're interested in you. And then I got another letter like uh, a couple of months later saying, we're not interested in you. (laughs) 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 Oh, God! That's why I always say to Digger Phelps, you're a really good and a really bad coach. You're really good that you said no to me. Really bad coach that you might have said yes. Kevin from The Office joins us. Final hour.
0: Love podcasts? You'll love Podcast Magazine. Taking readers into the lives of today's leading podcasters – and Beyond the Microphone of the show's fans love. Each month, Podcast Magazine's dedicated writers share personal interviews, industry happenings, exclusive categorical charts, and independent ratings and reviews of the Under the Radar shows. If you listen to podcasts, subscribe now at PodcastMagazine.com and grab a free lifetime subscription while you can. That's PodcastMagazine.com.